Drake. Can you admit it? You a Drake fan? Because that, that was unwarranted. I was a Drake fan, but that has nothing to do. I don't want to put y'all. The Rock. I ain't about to Because that was completely unwarranted. Okay, it was warranted, though. It was not. It was, because... Nobody's worrying about that no more. But, okay, but that's just... You said nobody's what? Worrying. Worrying about what? The beef and nothing. I know, because that's how Jimmy just <laughs> The man making CDs, making songs come out, and then nobody remembers... Because nobody cares about none of that, really. But they did, though. Yeah. But Drake made you forget what... Keith like, I care about this song right now. I'm not going to care about it in two weeks. <laughs> like I can't. I seen that. a little midget do the jump though. <laughs> I seen a little midget do it. Some little white midget that I don't know. She might be a tribe, man. I don't know. This little midget did the dance. She a tribe. Hopped out the car, started doing a little dance. Oh, yeah, midget. <laughs> I like. Uh, I seen uh, uh, who, who, who did it? Um, Russell Wilson and Sierra did it. I like that. Yeah, I saw that one. That was good. Um, that was one of the best ones. Broad K. Michelle did it. Uh, who else did it? A bunch of people did it, but yeah. it's, just, it's the thing for the summer. Every summer I got a little anthem, a little summer anthem. Everybody started to dance to and enjoy. Drake came out with another classic one, so Drake going to rule the rest of the summer. You know what I'm saying? But I don't care who Kiki is. I don't care who the rest of the bras he shouting out is. I don't know him. So, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I don't know. Shout out to Drake, though, for putting on for the New Orleans culture. You know what I'm saying? A lot of the songs on that CD... Is heavily influenced by New Orleans culture, you know what I'm saying? And Drake's the type of cat that just show love, you know what I'm saying? So I appreciate the music, it's good music, that's what's up. Hopefully everybody else appreciates it. But um, I bet not see none of y'all out there trying to do that dance. Oh, come on, bro. Make sure we still live. See if you can pull it up. Still here right there. Yeah, I know, I know. Hold on, y'all might be having technical difficulties. Let me double check, triple check, see what's up right quick. But yeah, shout out to Drake, you know what I'm saying? He, he an artist, man. Can't make some music. No, we good to go. We good to go. Alright. Um, I wanna talk about something that I saw on Instagram that made me that troubled me, man. I seen a video that Fabulous put up. I don't know when to put it up, I don't know if it was today, yesterday. But basically him and some cat named Big Fendi, right? Mm-hmm. Is they walking through a spot in Atlanta. And some young rapper cat trying to come up to them, he hollering at them like, hey man, what's up with y'all, something, something. They start questioning the cat about his chain, about his jewelry. Cat got like three little chains on. They start to question him about his jewelry and say, yeah, man, I see you shining, you know what I'm saying? How much your chains cost? You doing it big. And the cat start to say, yeah, man, well, this one cost me 50000 and this one cost 10 racks. And Khaled bought me this chain. He had a we the best chain on. Khaled bought me this chain. And so they start to... They, they, they let him listen to the cat, and then the cat say, you know what I'm saying, Khaled, DJ Khaled bought him a chain. They like, oh, for real? And then the uh, Fabulous says to the dude, hey, man, call, get, get Khaled on the phone. Get Khaled on the phone. Let's find out, you know what I'm saying, how much he paid for this chain, because the dude said, he ain't know. So when they go to call, call Khaled, I guess the dude like, nah, man, nah, I'm lying. I don't really know Khaled, man. And, you know what I'm saying? I'm just fronting for y'all, man. I'm just putting on. I'm just trying to get on. Got my little music. I just want y'all to hear my little song. And they like, well, why you ain't just tell us that in the first place? Like, why you out here fronting and lying about your jewelry and this and that? You can't be a fake nigga out here, man. You got to be real, man. Don't be buying fake jewelry and lying about how much jewelry costs and this and that. And it was a real... Okay, the videos, if you just watch the videos, it looked like some rich cats with money punking somebody who broke. Come on. They punking a cat who don't got no money. Clowning them because his jewelry is fake, and it made it infuriated me because if you a cat that got real money, that 
got real diamonds, why the hell are you worrying about if his is real or not? Yeah. And then on top of that, why would you embarrass the brother by clowning him about having fake jewelry and then put it on Instagram like, look at this cat faking like he got money. Like, it really made me mad. I read through some of the comments and Fabulous was trying to explain like, nah, what we was trying to tell the brother is just be real, man. You ain't got to be faking out here. You ain't got to be fronting. You can just be yourself. You don't need the diamonds and stuff to... You know what I'm saying? You ain't got to fake it till you make it. You could just be yourself and be broke and work hard and have real diamonds. And what made me mad is that it goes to show you that these niggas that got money in our community really have no idea about what's important when it comes to educating our people. They came across a cat who's not a, who's, who's broke, who's trying to be a rapper, who's trying to make it in the music industry. He's trying to fit into the image of what a rapper's supposed to be, so he go buy fake jewelry. You understand? Now, whether or not his jewelry is real is less important than this brother does not have any... He doesn't value himself if he can't shine. He doesn't realize that the jewelry is not as important as you being true to yourself is. What does it matter if his jewelry is faking that? He's a nigga who's starving, who's trying to get on. If you a cat that made it, and you know how hard it is to make it into rap music, and know how hard it is to make it in the industry, why would you not tip that brother and say, listen, I, whether your jewelry is real or fake, it's not really what's important. What's important is that you be true to yourself. And if you, if you gotta sacrifice your integrity to front and pretend for people who really don't know you, then that's, that's the real problem. You feel what I'm saying? My thing is, okay, I wore fake jewelry my whole life. Huh? I'm going to be straight up and down. I ain't never bought no chain that costs, you know, more than $150. I ain't bought no ring that ever cost more than, you know, $50. And to me, whether it was real or fake is not what mattered. All that mattered is if it shined, is if it looked good. Because I understood, I understand that diamonds is a, okay, should I give them the no. overly educated? Di no, diamonds don't, 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 don't mean nothing. I always in the grand the scheme of life. Yeah, in the big picture, <laughs> the jewelry don't make me who I am. Come. I make me who I am. If people want to be around me or like me or accept me because of my jewelry, fuck them for real. I don't give a fuck about this. Right. If a woman want to have sex with me just because she see my jewels and she think I'm shining, then she deserve to get got. She deserve to get got. If all she want is because this nigga jewelry shining, then she should give me some sex and then I'll be done with her because all she wanted was some diamonds anyway. Bitch, just because I'm shining don't mean you about to get something out of me. I never, But I never saw the purpose of I'm going to pay $5,000. i am going to put some chains on layaway and pay three checks so I can go get this chain so I can shine. To have sex with the same hoes? What does it matter? You know what I'm saying? I always knew that I make me who I am. The jewels and the diamonds and the shining don't make me who I am. Brothers need to know that if you feel like you got to spend 5000 on the chain to impress somebody, then you got to get your priorities in life together. Because the people you spend the $5,000 to try to impress is people that wouldn't pay you no attention if you didn't spend the $5,000. So what the fuck is the point? What's the purpose? And on top of that, I'm sorry, Ariel. I tried to give y'all a short version. Diamond <laughs> is the most plenteous mineral on the planet, but the white man and his British diamond companies own the supply. 
So they make you think that diamonds are very precious and they rare when there's more diamonds on the earth than there are emeralds and rubies and goddamn sapphires and, and uh, 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 onyx and beryl. All them things is precious. Diamonds ain't precious. The white man just control the flow. And because he control the flow, he can overprice the shit. I will forever, for the rest of my life, buy fake diamonds. I don't care. I will go get moist nights and I will shine. And when a nigga asks me, damn, cuz, how much you pay for that chain? You don't even want to know, cuz. Too much. What I ain't never did, what I ain't never did is <laughs> fake about how much my jewelry costs. I done wore fake jewelry my whole life. Now, when I say fake, not fake, I wear silver. I wear, you know what I'm saying, some gold. But I ain't about to go and pay, I ain't about to get an Arab in the middle of the mall or go to a motherfucking, uh, what's the name of the jewelry, uh, the jewelry, uh, store? Jewelry. Who? Who? Shine. Shine, yeah. Fuck that. I'm not about to go to them and pay $5,000 and put a chain on, lay away on that bullshit. Fuck that. I'm going to order my grill online, bro. Yeah, give me a grill. Get my shit fitted. I'm going to order that shit online. Wear it for about four months. The shit start to rust. I'm going to throw it away. Grab me another one. And I'm going to keep recycling. You niggas will never know if I never told y'all. The bitches in the club don't know. Now, if you a nigga who walking around in the club with the damn diamond tester and testing niggas' diamonds... Somebody should punch you in your goddamn mouth because you a hating-ass nigga. You walk around putting diamond test on niggas' chains, somebody should punch you in your mouth you should mind your goddamn business. You understand? Biggie said what? Back in the day, he was sewing alligators and, uh, and lions on his shirt. You want to see the inside? What do you say? Goddamn. What's the Biggie line? I'll see you later. Nah, but it's how he said, though. Then we want you uh, the inside to see you later. I'll see you later, what he said. Okay, all right. Yeah. I'm sewing diamonds and lions. I'm sewing tigers and lions on my shirt. Oh, what did it say? Alligators. God damn it. Alligators. Nigga had fake lacoste. He had fake, uh, <laughs> fake polo. Nigga, don't ask to see the tag on my shit. You just respect it or you get punched in the goddamn mouth. You niggas, I remember when rims first came out. Niggas just walking around with rulers, measuring niggas' tires and shit. I wish a nigga would try to measure my tires. I punch that nigga in his mouth. Don't you fucking, I don't worry about my shit real, nigga. I'm shining. That's all that matters. But it made me feel bad because... Niggas is dying over diamonds. There's brothers that's killing, selling crack, you understand? Taking chances in the streets just to try and shine like goddamn fabulous and fabulous. And them see a nigga with fake, fake jewelry, obviously fake jewelry. You gonna clown that man and put it on Instagram? Like, that's fucked up, man. We gotta do better. The standard should be better in our community. The standard for real or fake shouldn't be what, you know, is your diamonds real? The standard should be what type of man are you? Do you have morals? Do you have integrity? Do you look out for the youngins? Do you look out for the brothers and give them some information or some, uh, or some understanding that can help them in life? There's more to life than being a goddamn rapper. What they should have told that nigga is you look like a faggot with them skinny jeans on and that skinny shirt. Take that monkey shit off. You're embarrassing us. And you might not be famous. You might not, it might not be in the cause for you to be a rapper. Because the nigga played his music. I'm sure his music was garbage and trash. He was in Atlanta, the nigga got a goddamn we the best chain and some shit to say googly moogly gang and some shit, man. You like your boss. <laughs> googly moogly gang. Yeah, the, the nigga, the nigga, uh, the A lot man. of niggas, a lot of them little names and acronyms be Yeah, the, nah, the nigga, uh, that, that fabulous was with, the big Fendi nigga was like, what does that say with that? The goo, goo gang? Oh, man. And he was sicing it too. I felt bad for the nigga with the fake jewelry because fabulous and them was sicing it like, how much that chain cost? The nigga was like, shit, this right here costs a Rolex. Now he's had a Rolex. And he's like, how much that cost? He was like, shit, this costs about as much as a Rolls Royce. Now, anybody who buys Rolex watches know that they ain't more than, you know, 25000 You ain't going to get a Rolex that costs as much as a motherfucking Rolls Royce, brother. That ain't how much they really cost. 
If you're buying a chain, you got a nice chain, depending on the cuts of the diamonds, you ain't gonna spend no more than 50 racks on it. The nigga had little tiny ass chains up here. Niggas who wear chains that come right here ain't dropping more than 15 stacks on them Jones, You ain't gonna pay 50,000 for a goddamn choker, unless you just, you know, Gucci man or some dumb ass shit. It made me mad because the niggas clowned the youngin' instead of taking the opportunity to tell people don't stress yourself over having these diamonds. Don't stress yourself over living this life that really is not productive. You should take pride in being who you are. Love yourself. Look at yourself in the mirror without the diamonds, without the jewelry, and ask yourself, what type of man am I? Because at the end of the day, that's all that matters. Fabulous should be ashamed. The big Fendi cat should be ashamed. And if you out there, again, if you out there with the diamond tester in the club, testing niggas to see if they diamonds is real or fake, Somebody should punch you in the mouth because you's a hating ass nigga. Right. You understand? We gotta stop this yeah. culture of wanting to embarrass each embarrass one another all the goddamn time. You see a cat with some fake Jordans on, let that man live with them fake Jordans. We ain't in high school no more, but you still clowning niggas for they fake Jordans for. You see somebody rocking some fake jewelry, let that man live with his fake jewelry. He ain't got money like you got money. You got real diamonds and real jewelry you shining. Let that man live with his fake chain. What the fuck do it good do it do for you to point out how fake this man's jewelry is? Niggas like that need to be smacked in the mouth and robbed for their real diamonds because you want to clown somebody who ain't got what you got, man. We got to get rid of that culture of embarrassing one another. You know what I'm saying? We got to get rid of that culture of trying to one-up one another. If you living good and you got real diamonds, salute to you. If you like me and you got the dime, you got the chain that costs $20 at the mall and the shit look good anyway, salute to you. If the nigga with the real diamonds come to you with a diamond tester to taste your fake diamonds, punch that nigga in the mouth and tell him stop G said to do it. Because that shit is just, we got to get rid of that part of our culture. You understand? If a cat want to front and fake like he got jewelries and big willy in it, let that man front and fake. You understand? A fool, it's a saying about a fool being born the other day. Bottom line is, all that jewelry and all of that is for the women. You understand? So if you a cat that's buying real diamonds, go ahead and get you a woman that's going to like them real diamonds. For the cat that got the fake diamonds, let the women who don't know no better get caught up by them fake diamonds and, you know what I'm saying, let that brother do his thing. But stop, stop, stop hating on each other. Sister Valerie Sinise said, you got to watch Tariq Nasheed breaks down the first Purge movie. My husband and I are watching it now on YouTube. Okay, Valerie Sinise, you might not like this, but fuck Tariq yeah, Nasheed. Yeah, fuck, why would you say that? Excuse she me. don't know no better. Excuse she don't know no better. Why, what are you doing? She don't know no better. What are That's you doing, young sister. woman? Don't do. Don't say nothing about nobody else when they know. Because we got this going on right here. Watch this. Watch nah, this. What's nah, nah, going nah. on right now? I ain't gonna say that. Okay. I, I don't know what Tariq Nasheed's <laughs> take on the first bird movie is. Who gives? But I tell you this: is a lot of what Tariq Nasheed puts out there is bullshit and it's propaganda. And I don't know who he's working for, but Tariq Nasheed is not doing anything productive for the black community. Now, I know a lot of y'all might hop on my back. A lot of y'all might say, oh, Chief Sock G, you hating. Angry black man, how dare you talk about that black man that way? But Tariq Nasheed has largely produced movies that have done nothing but told us shit that we should already know. If you didn't know that there was dark-skinned people in Asia before there was light-skinned people in Asia, then you should have known that. You didn't know dark-skinned people ruled in Africa and they had the kingdoms of Ghana and Mali then you should have known that. If you didn't know dark-skinned people was in South America and North America before the uh, uh, Europeans came, then you should have known that. But Tariq Nasheed is, is, he's a hating ass nigga. 
and he don't have no knowledge and no information and no solutions for black people. What? Um, um, you ain't seen to rig the shit. I don't really know. Um, Bro, he's a hating ass nigga, and he ain't. It ain't. It ain't just he a hating nigga. He ain't got no knowledge. Come. I'm not against people who putting information out there, but if you don't have any solutions for black people, then you shouldn't have a following. But Tariq Nasheed has said deplorable, deplorable, horrible things about uh, who the, the fake doctor nigga, Umar Johnson. Oh, oh, Ran it against Umar Johnson so bad, bro. They, they was damn near fighting on the video. <laughs> Umar, I'll fuck you up, you bitch ass nigga. <laughs> them niggas went at it. But Tariq Nasheed is a clown. He's like brother polite. All them niggas is really just trying to get black people money. They don't give a damn about black people or fixing our conditions. So I ain't really got no love for them. But now that I know he did a breakdown of the first Purge movie, I might have to do a breakdown of the first Purge movie. I heard Cam Ty Wolf tell me about it. It got some. It, I can see why he did it because it, it was something about yeah, heavy symbolism about black racism people and, and racism and the, how the first Purge was really about killing niggas. Yeah, come. yeah. So I mean, but if you watched any of the Purge movies and didn't know that the whole point of the Purge was to kill niggas, you should have known that already. But salute to Valerie. I'm glad y'all tuned in here. Enjoy whatever you're doing with Tariq Nasheed, but for everybody that's following the Angry Black Man Media Channel, I want you all to know that Tariq Nasheed is a clown and a fool, and he ain't doing shit to help black people. Fuck him and his uh video about the purge. his colors movies and his video <laughs> about the purge. And you can tell him that I said it. Tell him come see about. It. He know about us. He know about the UPK and what we do. So anybody worried about what he got to say? She getting dual knowledge. She got two. She got two computers up. Yes, you doing it big, Valerie. Valerie doing it big. She got her two her computers. Got angry black man taking head. notes. Tariq the sheep. <laughs> um, but for everybody who's just one track minded, stay here with the Angry Black Man podcast. We're gonna get into tonight's topic tonight, which is the evolution of communication and the effects modern technology is having on our community today. And what made me think about this topic is um, my own personal frustrations with how my attachment to my devices. You know what I'm saying? Um, I work in slavery, you know what I'm saying? And I find myself many times during the day, I'm listening to podcasts, checking ESPN, I'm listening to the, you know, the, the, the Dan Levitard show, checking out certain channels on YouTube, constantly having something in my ears, feeding me information, feeding me, you know, words. And what I started to realize is I haven't taken time to think for myself in a long time. I remember being in grade, I remember before cell phones, I was one of them kids, I ain't have a cell phone until I was like 17 years old. You know what I'm saying? For whatever reason, my mother wouldn't get me a cell phone. I ain't had one until I was about 17. And I remember large portions of my day was spent just thinking to myself, just planning and daydreaming and wondering what I was going to do after high school or what I wanted to be or, you know, what I'm going to do, what I'm, how I'm going to do, do with this girl and different things I just was, would think about. And I realized that I haven't thought very much. And I was, and I, as I got to thinking why, I went to my phone, opened up Facebook, and I'm checking out videos, and I'm looking at this, I'm looking at that. And that quickly, my alone time was gone from me. Come on. And so again, now I'm a brother who's, you know, I, I'm I'm a educated brother, not in the sense of the white man's education, but as far as me being learned in the world and understanding, you know, different things, understanding psychology and understanding sociology and understanding history and different, you know, social experiments and things that have gone on. 
I got to thinking of me being a man who's aware and awoke and understanding of what's going on, if I find it difficult to stop and to gather my thoughts and to just think and reflect on things going on in my life, how difficult is it for a person who doesn't, you know, have any wherewithal or any, any, any foreknowledge of the different things that, you know, experiments and social studies and stuff that have been done to analyze, you know, communities and how to shift the thinking of, of, of groups of people and things like that. It just made me, it just had me stop and be like, man, this shit is a serious problem. Cool. Like, there's such a sensory overload of information and of opinions and of thoughts that a lot of what people have today as their ideology or their belief or their thoughts about things, it's impossible that it comes from them. There's so much, you know, videos on Instagram or memes that say this or somebody said that and I agree with it. How much of what we think and what we feel about everything going on in life today truly comes from our experiences and what we learned and, and thoughts that we formulated on our own. You know what I'm saying? And the, that problem with the, the over access we have to technology, over access we have to, you know, other people's thoughts and opinions leads me to all the complications that we're seeing today in our communities as far as relationships concerned, as far as, you know, how we deal with one another's concerned. I just think that the problem that we have today with communication is that people don't really know how to communicate because people are constantly communicating to us. Does that make sense? Or that don't make no sense. It doesn't make any sense. You said, you said... Today, we don't know how to communicate with each other because other people. people are always communicating to us. I get what you're saying. You feel what I'm saying? Y'all let me know if that shit don't make no sense. You basically saying we don't know how to communicate because we're always listening to somebody else instead of talking to okay. each other. Similar, similar to this is what I'm trying to say. We don't know how to communicate with each other because we've learned because all we've learned to do is is mimic what we've been taught or what's been shown to us. Yes. So meaning a lot of men, this is a, okay, just take men for example. I'm just going to isolate it. Let's take men for example. A man today how does he communicate? Communicates through text. Yeah. Communicates on Facebook, on YouTube, group chat. You know what I'm saying? Talking to his homeboys all day, every day, sending memes and jokes to each other, yeah. tagging your friends on Facebook, something you see on Instagram, you're liking it, you're hearting it, you're sharing it with everybody. But there once was a time when men only talked to their friends at work. Only talked to his woman when he was home. Hmm. There used to be times in our lives when we went for large portions of our day and it was just us. Without before cell phones, you drove home just by your goddamn self. You might listen to some sports talk on the radio, or if you was on a bus, you may have, you know, a CD player. But for the most part, you had some time to just be alone. Time to just be with your thoughts. You and your woman only talked when y'all was around each other. Before, you know, cell phones, a woman could only talk to her man in the morning before he left to go to work. 
and that night when he came home. What the hell he was doing in between that? She had no clue. And relationships was healthy and loving and wonderful because she didn't have to, you know, be worried about who liking his pictures or who he texting or why he ain't text me back or why he left me on red. Niggas ain't have to be, you know, we wasn't constantly influenced by what other people thought, what other people felt, what other people said, what other people's suggestion was. You know what I'm saying? We had to, there was some some bit of do you, do your own thing. Don't do what somebody else is doing or do what somebody, don't think about what somebody else is doing in this situation. Do your own thing. And it's like today, where do people have that time? Where do people take the time to be free from other people's influence? And to me, that's a problem that we have today with being able to, with, you know, the way we communicate, being able to communicate and even knowing if whether or not what we're communicating is the right thing to be communicated. Did I confuse you again? No, you didn't confuse me at all. Okay. So, do you, what do you feel like, okay, like I said, when I grew up, I ain't had no cell phone, I ain't had no pager, a lot of my time was spent just okay. me thinking and wondering and reading books and different things like that. I, I'm not able, a lot of those things I used to be able to do, I don't do anymore, and it's because of this technology. I feel like it's a major hindrance on... I feel like if I had this much technology when I was 16, 17, I don't think I would have been able to find out who I was because I would have just been a collective Any, anybody. mess of what everybody was putting yeah, out. Okay. okay, I think humans are already very impressionable and mm-hmm. easy to manipulate more than we like to think. I agree. We like to think we're strong, mentally strong, but humans are already pretty easily to control. I agree. The internet probably made it okay. There was always there's always trends. There's always thing uh, way people collectively think. Before it was more local. Before it was like you you think the same way that your neighbor think, or the people in your city. Like there was and back in the day there was trends and yeah. everybody wearing it, their shirt like this or their shoes like this. But it was more you know the cities and yeah. the country uh, you know stuff like that. Smaller pockets of people. The internet probably made it more widespread. I Meaning everybody in the country is doing this. Everybody in the world is doing this because they all connected through the to the phone and through the computer. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. All I'm saying is I don't think much has changed from then now. Just that there's a tool to make everybody do what you want to do instead of your city what? or your state. You know what I'm saying? I see what you're saying. <laughs> Here's my problem. Okay. Okay. The men, Steve, I, 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 I read an article that talked about Steve Jobs and who the cat that was rich? Bill Gates. Come on. Steve Jobs and Bill Gates. Steve Jobs is the mind behind the technology for Apple, Apple computers, um, iPhone, all those things, right? The iMac and all of that. Bill Gates is the one responsible for Windows. Bill Gates and Steve Jobs raised their kids free of all modern technology. They raised their kids like they lived in the 1980s. No cell phones, no mobile devices, no tablets, just, you know, school, homeschool probably, you know, maybe get a little TV, read a newspaper, and study, and that's it. They what ain't got, go ahead. Well, those men probably know something we don't know. So here's what I'm saying. <laughs> they know something. That's what anybody got, with that much power knows something we do. That but that's we don't what know. got my brain to work in. Yeah, come on. To, okay, if these men are the ones that pioneered the technology, 
And what do they it. know that we don't know that they refuse to feed their kids the technology? Yeah, and then it got me thinking of the way that I grew up as a child and how, you know, growing up, I used to like to read books and wanted to read books and do <clears> math <throat> problems and things. I know people that's raising their children today where they just sit their kid in front of the TV and just keep the kid occupied. Keep yeah, the I, I used to like busy. to read, too. And I don't know when it stopped. You know what I'm saying? I, like I read another little study. It was a report, a statistical report about how, you know, 87% of people, you know, 87% of people in the U.S. ain't been to the library in the past two years. Huh. And then it was like 62% of people haven't finished a book in two years. Huh. You know what I'm saying? Another 57% of people, you know, uh, haven't read a physical book. And it was just making me think like, well, damn, I'm one of these percentages. Well, physical, I mean, that's, that's a relative, physical. Well, okay. If you're reading, you're reading. I, I got you. It might be irrelevant if you read yeah, a physical book yeah, or if you read digitally. But let me ask you this. When was the last time you finished a book? Read a book from front to back? Uh, y'all, I'm asking y'all out there, too. Y'all answer the question, too. Good I need ago. to know if I'm the only one that's experiencing this shit and thinking this shit. Or, you know what I mean, am I crazy? You it was a good year. It was a good year ago. It was about a year ago, right? Yeah, it was a good year ago. Okay. It's, I, ain't, I ain't read. I've not started a book and finished it in about four years. Yeah. Only reason I did it was I had to do it to for school. Yes. Yeah. I've I've not read and finished. I've not read a book from front to back since. Okay, I want to say chosen people of the Caucasus. <laughs> yeah, since you learned you was Israelite, <laughs> but I ain't even read. I ain't even finished. You had that no choice book. to do it. Yeah. Like I've not yeah. read a book from front to back in forever, <laughs> and I want to. Like, okay, the whole point of this discussion is, I'm I want to break free from all this shit. I want to break free from all this modernization. I want to break free from all of this bombardment of other people's thoughts and ideas and, you know, other people's similarities they have to me. Like, okay, I think a lot of this is some memes that I read or that I see, and I'd be like, damn, I ain't the only one to think that. Yeah, me and too, I think yeah. that's I think that is a great evil in the world, and that it make you feel like you and other people are connected when really you're not. Yes. Like, okay... Just because I thought that don't mean that me and this person are alike. We both just had a random. Yeah, thought. we're both human humans. We just, yeah, <laughs> but both. I feel like for the yeah. for people who not for people who don't have a foundation like we had, yeah. knowing you, knowing your nation, knowing your, your your history and your culture and your heritage, knowing who's your enemies and who you know what I'm saying who your allies, who your enemies, it can easily confuse them and make them feel like, oh man, this person relates. We Come. share something. Yeah. We same as. We all humans. We all bleed red. And I feel like that's the point of the technology. The point of all of this interconnectivity is for us to find ways that we agree and we're like each other because it's natural for humans to do that. Okay. It's, not, it's not natural for people to look for ways that I'm different. Yeah. It's not natural for me to look for ways to say, oh, nigga, you strange, you weird. And, okay, here's another thing that I see that's wrong with the technology today. That technology with the vast amount of communication. I remember growing up when, where everything was black and white. Everything was black and white. It was good or bad, right or wrong, left or right. wasn't too much gray area. You a boy, be strong, be tough, be a man. Don't be crying in front of people. Somebody hit you, you hit them back. Don't be scared. Don't be snitching. That was being a boy, being a man. You a girl, you know, you be humble, be sweet, be kind, wear a dress, smile, say thank you, please, be courteous. You know what I'm saying? Be feminine, be caring and loving and hospitable. Come. You could know if a girl had some home training or a good family, if she said please, if she said thank you, if she was nice, if she was kind. 
And you can know if a bride ain't have no home training if she just was ignorant as hell and didn't know how to motherfucking speak, you know, didn't know how to speak properly, didn't know how to say thank you, wasn't appreciative. You know, you could tell if a boy had some home training, if he knew how to sit still, wasn't always trying to fight everybody, or if he, you know, you could tell about certain, you could tell certain things about people based on the way that they acted and the way that they talked. Nowadays, they ain't really so much black and white no more. Everything is so goddamn great. What's right and what's wrong anymore? What's, you know, good and what's bad? What's evil and what's accepted and what's unacceptable? I remember growing up, you was a boy, you couldn't be soft, you couldn't be weak. Because being soft and being weak means meant that you wasn't going to be able to be a man who could be a protector and be a leader and a provider. If you was a boy that was soft, you grew up to be a man that was soft, and a soft man was no good. But nowadays, it's like, oh, you gotta, you can't be so tough on the boy, and you gotta, you know, let a boy express his feelings and let him talk about what's troubling him and why he's so angry. And it's like, okay, but how's this boy gonna be able to toughen up and man up and then grow up and be a man if he always expressing his goddamn feelings and talking about what he feel and what he think all the time? Certain shit just ain't for boys to do yet. They do that with their daddies. They don't do that to everybody. Certain things was for girls to do, and you know, girl fall and she hurt herself. Oh, baby's gonna be all right and make her feel good, protect her and make her feel better. Now it's like, you know, you gotta let the girl be tough and let her fall and scratch her knee too. You ain't gotta baby her. And it's like, but goddamn, how she gonna learn how to accept protection and being secured and being loved if you just let her go get scratched all up and get roughed up? It's like, damn. Like, the blinds is being blurred too much in too many different areas of life. And it's like, I know people who grew, I know people who raised me, who taught me boys got to be tough, girls got to be soft, and all those things that was healthy. But with all this goddamn technology and all this goddamn communication and people shoving shit down their throat, I know grown men who wouldn't let me be soft when I was growing up. Now, talking about, well, you know, you got to, you know, some people born like that. You got to accept them if they're a little soft. Like, damn, bro, nah. What happened to how you raised me? I know grown-ass men who got sons that's soft and weak as hell when they would not let me be soft and weak when I was growing up. They beat the soft shit out of me. I got beatings being soft as a kid. You go out there, you fight. Don't let nobody see you cry. I got my ass whooped for crying at the basketball court one day for being soft. You shame the family name being soft. Now, with all this goddamn, everybody's ideas and thoughts and liberalism being shoved down your goddamn throat, the men who raised me to be tough got sons who might be faggots. Got sons who soft and dainty as hell. That shit ain't right. That shit ain't normal. And that man know it ain't normal and it ain't right. But he's so bombarded with the weight of what the society pushing that he lost his weight. You feel what I'm saying? Okay. Women who grew up, mothers wouldn't let them be. You know what I'm saying? Mothers taught them right. Cared about them enough and loved them. Gave them curfews and watched over them. Wouldn't let them be fast and let them be hoes. They raising their daughters to do what they want to do. Uh, you know, when she... she Seven, she like to make up and she wanted to go get a weave, so I let her get a weave. Like, what the fuck you talking about? That's your daughter, bro. She's seven. She don't know what the hell she doing. She don't know no better. You can't let no seven-year-old go get weave because she's like, she like the way it looks. What the hell is going on? But if you're listening to the TV and, you know, watching pageant girls and all that other dumbass nonsense, you'll think a seven-year-old know what hairstyle fits her the best. You'll think a goddamn... A uh, five-year-old boy who like to play in girls' clothes because that's the only goddamn thing to play with because there's only clothes in the closet. He got a mother, no daddy. He playing in girl clothes. You think, oh, that's cute. He want to be a makeup artist. No, bitch. He don't got no goddamn man clothes to play dress up with. Hang a goddamn army uniform and nails and goddamn 
you know, whatever the hell men wear. Put the goddamn men clothes in there. I bet you the boy will play with men clothes. He playing in your makeup and your hats and shit. Because he ain't got no friends to play with. You ignoring him all day watching the goddamn TV with your girlfriend. He going in there playing in your clothes because he ain't got enough to play with. Go buy the kids some goddamn toys and tell them to be a man and man up. Maybe you wouldn't be playing in your makeup and shit. I don't know, man. This shit just making me mad and it's frustrating me. And I know for a fact that all of this shit is being done on purpose. It ain't accidental that we went from talking, communicating with each other face-to-face, dealing with issues and dealing with problems, to now everybody just on the phone. And it's just like the, 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 the devices we have today magnifies everything that's, that's negative in our society. It's not like the positive things are being magnified. Everything that's bad is being, is, is, given, is given overexposure. You feel oh. what I'm saying? With all of this technology and all of these, you know what I'm saying, with all of the communication that's coming at us, it's not like we're being told things that's right or the things that's being shoved down our throat are positive things. Positive re- it ain't like the images we see on TV are positively reinforcing for strong black men, are positively reinforcing for, you know, uh, humble black women. It's like the images being shoved down our throat is be a gangster, be a thug, be a killer, be a drug dealer, pop a molly, get wet. It's like all of the worst things in our society is being magnified and shoved down our throats more and then so much so that when the voice of the strong, protective, loving, caring, you know, dominant black man comes out, it's like, oh, you're angry. Or, you know, oh, why are you so mean? Or maybe you should have talked with somebody about your feelings. Nah, bitch, I'm just a man. You feel what I'm saying? How many times you talk with somebody and the conversation get passionate and they say, why are you yelling? Why are you yelling? I'm not yelling. This is how a man talk. Bitch, I got bass in my voice. If I start to talk and I'm passionate about something, my voice is going to get loud. Me getting loud and being a man ain't me yelling. But society teaches what? You got to speak soft and be calm and don't get yourself overhyped. Damn that, man. I just feel like it's too much. The shit that's it's too much being communicated at us and all the things that's being communicated towards us is negativity. It's all things that destroy us, break down our morality, ruin our relationships and cause more dysfunction in our communities. And that's what I feel is the problem with all of the communication that we have today. We don't really know how to communicate because all we have learned is what the white man has taught us and he's taught us through this technology. Facts. Word of my mother, son. I don't know. I don't know. I thought it was going to be a good conversation piece, but it felt like I just talked all... Yeah, I mean, it's, it's simpler than you probably thought it was. Yeah, I thought it was more than that. What y'all think? Let me go read some of these comments. I know, when you were, when you were away from your phone for a while, it feels good. It feel like you just, it, does, it was like bro. died in like you break around. free. Yeah, I feel like you did. It was like, I feel like you went without something that you thought you needed. And you, and you rediscover the small things in life. Yeah. Like, I really want to know what it feel like to go a whole day without talking to my woman, and then she not say... It was you at all day. You couldn't text or call like, bruh. Oh, I want the life my grandfather lived. I want to leave in the morning and come home at night and then be like, hey, baby, guess how my day was. And then you could tell about your day. I'm having a conversation with my woman about how her day was, and I know everything she's about to say because we text the whole goddamn day. <laughs> I know everything. <laughs> I don't want to talk about your day. 
You text me all of it. I don't know. I just think it's putting a strain on our relationships. Another thing, I would get you to thumb young. Because of all of the abilities, all of the different ways we can express ourselves, I know for me personally, I feel like I don't have a private life. Because so much of who I am privately, I'm me all the goddamn time. So, so much of who I am privately, I feel like it's shared with the world to where I can't even like, like when I'm in my privacy of my home and I'm with my woman or something, I feel like she, like she, she, okay, I feel like because I'm myself so much that when I'm with my woman, she feels like the me that she sees is the me that everybody sees. And she don't understand that, no, this part, this part of who I am, especially for you, this is not shared with everybody. There's a part of me that's especially for you. But because you can see me on the internet so much and in Instagram and in my little videos, my woman don't feel like she got nothing special. When there was a time when a man in public was not the man he was in private. And I think a woman found a little bit of comfort in knowing that, okay, I only know this man this way. Don't nobody else know him like this. He's my man. This is how he is when he with me. But it's like, there used to be a time when a woman wouldn't see her man flirting with other women. Or wouldn't see how her man talked or conducted himself outside of the time they spent. But now with social media, your woman see you all the goddamn time. She see all the things you think, all the things you feel about the sports and all of that. I think all of that shit strains a relationship. It's like it's overexposure. You be with a woman for, I mean, everybody experiences you ever had a long-term relationship. You get with somebody, there's that excitement period where y'all just get together, oh, everything wonderful, everything so sweet, and it takes time before y'all, you know what I'm saying, she, you, before, you know, you get too comfortable around each other. You know, it might be about a good year, year, you know, before you start to pass gas around her, you know what I'm saying? You holding back burps and shit, little stuff you, you, you normally do, you don't do, let her see it for after a while. But I feel like now, it's like, you and a woman could get with each other and things that normally it would take three years to to find out about each other, y'all know in six months because everything is so sped up. Everything is so fast-paced when... Your whole life recorded on the internet, yo. whole life on the internet. It's like, man, nah, man, life should be slowed down a little bit. We should take a step back. We should start to protect ourselves a little bit more by not allowing so much to be poured into us. But when you live in this society... And you're literally living in these modern times. If you ain't somebody who think about shit like this, then you just a victim of whatever the programming is that they giving to you, man. I don't want to be a victim. I felt like I was. I feel like I've been victimized. I feel like I've been robbed of my of my time. Been robbed of my independent thoughts. I feel like I've been robbed and dictated to about a lot of different things. And I'm trying to break free from it. You know what I'm saying? So. I don't know, man. Y'all got to let me know. Let me know how y'all feeling, what y'all think. I'm going to go through, read some of these, uh, read some of these, uh, comments, comments, man. See what y'all talking about on here. Let me see something. All right. Let me pause you. God damn it. Oh, nope. Turn it back on. Let me see who we got commenting on here. And salute to everybody that tuned in. Salute to everybody that, that liked and shared. You know what I'm saying? Let me see. Shalayala, there you go, that nigga with that fake. Blah, why you punch me in the face? Then there you go, Shalayala. You right about that. Carl Tongue, call them clowns out. There's a lot of clowns out here. 
Love what you're doing, King. Appreciate that answer, West. All right, Valerie, we touched on what she said. Sean Busby said, is it that we are bombarded with other thoughts pushed on us? Yes. Yes, answer West said, what have we have been indoctrinated? That's what you mean? Yeah, I'm on it. That was, that's what I was, some of what I was talking about. Rakia, shout out to Rakia. She said, uh, does, does choice not play a part there? Can't people put down technology and read? Yes, Rakia, people can, but how often do we? Like the brother said, human beings are very easily manipulated and dictated to as far as our thoughts and our actions. Let me ask you, when was the last time you sat down and read a book from beginning to end that wasn't, you know, school related or went to the library and sat down and read a book or formulated your own independent opinion about something? One of the things I wanted to touch on is since the dawn of mankind, since the days of, you know, before, you know, organized language or the white man say, you know, whatever, before there was established civilization and established communities, we still had ways of communicating. You had verbal communication, you have nonverbal communication. But everybody developed their ways of communicating a little bit differently, depending on the family you came from and how you was raised. Some families, you know, you was you was more encouraged to talk. Other families, like my family, you were a kid, you shut up, you don't speak unless you're spoken to, you you hear, but you ain't here, those type of things. So you learn to listen and observe and pick up different things. You learn your place, you know, and it helped to shape and formulate you as a person to where you're able to, you know, become your own you. And I feel like I was one of them kids that was always a leader. I never wanted to get with the crowd and do whatever people wanted to do. And I feel like that maybe allowed me, because I wasn't such a get-wit, it allowed me to want to be my own person. But there's a lot of people out here who never always wanted to go with the flow, always wanted to be down with what everybody was down with. And I wonder how much of that is is responsible for the rise we see in homosexuality, the rise we see in, in drug abuse. Like how many kids are homosexuals because they think it's the cool thing to do? I hope not a lot. I don't, I don't think that's like it used, be, it used to be a time where the, you was only a homosexual if you was like you was molested. I think it's still that same way, but I think nowadays the ones that get molested are given a lot of excuses to to be homosexuals. I think it's still the same problem. Okay. I agree. I don't think nobody's gay because it's fun. I don't think I don't think that's the problem. I agree. It's, I agree with that. Yeah. I agree with that. I agree. It's now 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 you get molested and you get every excuse to go to be go homosexual. Be, I got you. So this, so in essence it's more encouragement now. It's, it's more, more encouragement. Yeah, it's it's more. less and then and that's 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 a thing that we lost because there used to be a time where as a community, we wouldn't accept certain things. Come like you said, whether it was just in your city or just in your little town or in your neighborhood. There was things that we collectively decided we ain't going to accept this. Collectively, we decided this is okay, this is not okay. Nowadays, the community isn't your neighborhood or your city. The community is the whole goddamn internet. And the goddamn internet says being gay is okay. The internet says being a hoe is okay. There's places you can go on the internet and find justification for anything. And so what it, I feel like what it's doing is it's really it's forcing people to just accept evil, accept horrible shit as opposed to teaching them to fight against it. Like This society encourages whatever horrible, evil, messed up thing you got going on, 
it's okay, it'll be all right, accept it and roll with it. That's just you being you. And it's like, nah, bro, certain things you're supposed to fight. Certain things you got to rebel against, you got to overcome. Ain't nobody overcoming homosexuality no more. They accepted it. Nobody's overcoming molestation and rape. They accepting it and just women being hoes and homosexuals being homosexuals. And then when people do speak out against things or they do speak up against the horrible things that they're suffering, they get chastised for it or they get demonized for it. How many times have women come out and say they got raped and they like, no, oh, you wasn't raped, you wanted it. Or a boy speak out against being molested by the pastor and the people support the goddamn pastor. Like those things is teaching evil lessons to our people that's having an effect on the, la on the mass scale. You see what I'm saying? And it's because there's no filter no more. There's nobody, like, like I said, there used to be a time when the influences in a woman's life was her mother, her aunts, and maybe a couple of her friends. The influences in a woman's life now is the whole goddamn internet. You meet a woman and get into a relationship with her, if you're not careful, you'll be dating a whole different woman in six months. Because in six months, she didn't watch some YouTube videos and found this channel with sister so-and-so. She listened to every goddamn day. Everything you thought you had as a, as a woman, she, it didn't changed up. Her way of thinking, her belief, her way she living her life, everything changed in six months because of the goddamn internet. And it's like if we ain't, if nobody speaks up about the dangers or the ills that it is that we're facing, then it's most likely we're just going to get gobbled up by all this shit. And I'm trying to be a voice of reason, I guess. Don't get gobbled up by the bullshit of this modern society we're living in. Life has not changed. Even though the technology changed, even though the, the influences have changed, life is still what it is. A man still got to be a man. Woman still supposed to be a woman. And in order to be a man, there's certain responsibilities you have. You understand? And, and part of it is being who you are. Being true to yourself. Finding yourself. Finding who you are. And... Establishing the foundation that you can't be taken off, that you can't be moved off of. That's why I'm thankful to the Most High and Christ for the eyes you can't command in your honor because I'm a man that has a foundation. Regardless of what crazy ass, you know, psychological shit the white man doing with all this technology, I know there's certain things that I can't be pushed to do or certain things that I can't be pushed to believe. But I feel for the millions of people out there who don't have nothing that they solid on. Nothing that they know they can hang their hat on. That no matter what happens, I'll never leave this. No matter what happens, I'll never stop doing that. Majority of people out there ain't got that in their life, and those are people who I who I, I feel for. You feel what I'm saying? Those are people who I'm who I'm afraid for. And I just want motherfuckers to wake up and realize that a lot of the things that you think you know, a lot of the things that you believe in, a lot of the things that you trust in, a lot of the things that you think is right and wrong, is just shit you heard on the TV, bro. It ain't real. You understand? What's real to me is the Bible. Why? Because the Bible is something that's ancient. It goes way beyond this modern society. And there's things that we're dealing with today that the Bible communicated to us thousands of years ago. Homosexuality, it's a horrible, evil thing, and we should not accept it. Why? Because God said so. A man having sex with another man's woman, something that's horrible and evil, we should not accept it. Why? Because the Bible says so. A woman being a hoe, we should not accept it. Why? Because the Bible says so. Smoking weed, selling drugs, interracial marriages, things that we should not accept. Why? Because the Bible says so. 
I what I believe and what I hang my hat on as my foundation is not something I woke up one day and said, you know what, I'm gonna give this a try. This thing that I'm standing on is something that's been around for thousands of years and it works. It worked for the people who followed it and applied it, and it must work for us because if we don't, if it don't work for us, we fucked up out here, man. Like if we don't find something that we can hang our hat on to say, this thing has stood the test of time, this is something that we assured can lead us into a future where we ain't just slaves to the white man or, or, or you know, um, manipulated by him through his ideologies and his thinking and the shit that he putting out on the airwaves, then we're going to be lost, man. So, like, you just going to say something to me, huh? like I know, you. I didn't. Yeah, went past you know, you so many past time. Years, like, I apologize, brother. Go ahead, Ariel. Yeah, um, like, okay, of course, at the root of all, a lot of the stuff is the white man, his his influence on the internet and the media. Mm-hmm. Like, you're talking about the homosexuality and everything. And the white man, he had, like, the point you was bringing up about, about the scriptures and the having a foundation of something that you, you believe in and you don't waver from. The white man, he has zero integrity. So everything he believes in changes every 10 years based off of him trying to survive or trying to make this money and do this and do that. Mm-hmm. So if you, if, you, if you just believe everything you hear and just sway whatever you hear about on the internet, on Instagram, or on Facebook, you'll believe in something different every two years because his, the world's, Opinion sways mm-hmm. back and forth, and you'll never have something that you really stand on and you really believe in. And yeah, believing, believing in what everything you hear on the internet, or believing just what the masses believe, changes all the time. Because people, how people feel, changes all the time. You gotta learn. You gotta learn how not to live life based on how you feel, but based on life on rules, on okay. set rules, and not just how I feel right now. Because how you feel right now is going to change tomorrow. So. I agree, that's heavy, that's a good point you brought out, man It's like, because I'm a cat Because I did so much reading in the past I know, I know when Okay, it's damn near like When I used to read a book book would paint a picture for me As I read, like the best writers Are people who can make you see What it is they write I mean, and they, they're able to communicate a whole vision To you through words on the page And when I used to read a book, I used to take myself there Whatever the book was I'm I'm in that world. I used to read James Patterson books. I used to read um dance other white dude, man. Anyway, I used to read these good novels. And I get all the way into the story and be in the book. And in my head I'm reading the words. I used to hear different voices for the characters and different shit. Like I was a fully immersive reader. And I don't because I haven't read in so long, I haven't had that feeling. But I get that feeling now when I'm watching TV. And I know when a when a show is doing a good job of communicating some shit to me, when I'm fully immersed in the whole world of the book I'm reading, I mean of the, of the movie I'm watching, so the show, the show I'm watching. Lately, it's been with shows because movies haven't movies don't develop stories so much anymore. Nowadays, they're doing these shows. You get a whole season of ten episodes that really could have been a two-hour movie. But why make a two-hour movie when I can make a ten-hour show? Yeah. Keep people hooked on the TV. That's another thing they're using. These goddamn Netflix and all of this shit. What they're doing with the technology is they are now feeding us philosophy and feeding us their theories of life. But it's not in a book anymore. It's with TV. 
It's with these shows. The, fit, the things that I used to, like, I done read, you know, Nietzsche. I done read goddamn Plato. I done read Aristotle. I done read uh, some of these ancient philosophers. And a lot of the questions and the theories they had about life and what's the purpose of us being here and how do you live a good life, you get that shit from watching TV now. You get it from watching Westworld. You get it from watching Game of Thrones. You get it from watching Sons of Anarchy. It ain't just... The TV is not just entertainment no more. The TV is actual feeding of somebody's philosophy. Like, in 20 years, in like 50 years, the, the philosophers of this generation is going to be the writers of Westworld or the writers of Game of Thrones. They ain't just entertaining us no more. They ain't giving us their philosophy on life. And whether we like to acknowledge it or not, we accepting a lot of that shit. And it's opening us to it's opening us opening us up to receive other things that they have planned that we don't even realize we receiving because the shit's so subconscious and so subtle and it's so sneaky the way they doing the shit. But I kind of see it, bro, and the shit's bothering me, and I don't know how to express myself. But with this and with y'all, you know what I'm saying? But I just need to know I ain't crazy. And but maybe I am crazy. Shit, some of the most genius <laughs> people throughout history were saying they was crazy. I just want y'all to know I know I ain't crazy, goddammit. I see something that I, shit happening. I feel it inside of me. I'm trying to break free from all this technology shit because I ain't trying to just be another. Not trying to. Not trying. I'm not going to be another victim, but. I want to be an example to other brothers and sisters that life ain't lived on the goddamn internet. Life ain't lived on your cell phone. Life is lived in real life doing real shit with real people. That's the way we're supposed to be doing it. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, empire and power is another one. That power is, a, okay, it's entertainment, but that shit is a soap opera, bro. And that shit really is teaching men and women how to deal with each other. And that's what I'm saying. A lot of the ways that men and women deal with each other in relationships today is not based on what they learned or what they was taught. It's based on TV. A lot of women, you know, argue and yell and get loud because they see the bitches on Love and Hip Hop do that. That ain't normal living. Them, I had a bitch say to me, yeah, I want to She said something like, um, no, nah, this is what the woman said to me. I'm strong and I don't need no man. I'm like uh, the sisters on waiting to exhale. No, no. Woman said to me that, she don't cry over breakups no more. Her and her friends get together, have a drink, and she forget about her man like they did on Waiting to Exhale. And I said, sis, Waiting to Exhale is a horrible example of how to deal with a, getting over a man. All them sisters in that movie had horrible, fucked up, traumatic ass experiences. That shit wasn't normal. If you getting over a relationship like the women in Waiting to Exhale, help you need to go see a therapist because that shit ain't healthy none of what the women did or went through in that movie was healthy all them bras was completely emotionally distraught and destroyed and needed psychological evaluations them getting together and having a drink and crying and acting like everything gonna be high tomorrow it's just a movie b that ain't real life if you're a woman out there and you're dealing with breakups in a relationship like the women on waiting to exhale I'm sorry to tell you, but you are a broken woman. Them women on that movie was broken. If you dealing in your relationships like the women on uh, goddamn loving hip-hop, you don't know what it is to be a woman. You don't know what it's like to have a normal functioning relationship. Which leads me to thinking, okay, are people even having relationships or is niggas just acting out loving hip-hop in their private life? 